studios where you have an officer basically around the neck area. To These two retired Vegas cops now podcast hosts. They don't have ID, they can't get into a hotel room. To, to get them the help they need, especially if someone even gets arrested. A lot of people don't know how the justice system works. What you guys have going on is necessary, it's needed. Hey everybody, this is David Colmeyer. Thanks so much for joining the Problem Solver this week. Today's Thursday. Uh, every single week on 4.30, we go live Thursday, talk about different problems in the community, meeting great people, experts in the community as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Today I have my lovely co-host, Beja Rivera. Hey Dave. Hey everyone. Uh, and then today we have special guest Derek Parent. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. And he is with Movement Fitness and also Movement Mortgage. And uh, today I wanted to bring Derek on the show because I followed him a bunch on social media. We were supposed to meet up the last few years and COVID basically hit as well. And I found that he's got a lot of knowledge. He's in the mortgage industry. He's helping people as well, you know, with Movement Fitness. So I wanted to bring you on the show. And finally, I always thought we would have a lunch actually before we actually have you on the show. But anyway, I'm glad you're here today. So um, again, I appreciate you coming on the show. No, thanks for having me. We you know, truly appreciate it. So real quickly, um, I know that you've had, you know, you've been doing mortgages, you got the fitness going, we'll talk about all these different things. A question for you is, I know that you're big on like social media, you've been, you've been online for a long time because I've watched you, I've seen you in different magazines and stuff like that, so that you pop up, you know. Um, tell me just a little bit about yourself, where you come from and what you've been doing, how many years in Vegas? Uh, uh, 22 years now, I okay. moved here April of, uh, April of um, 2000. Funny, I, I won a trip to Vegas from, I've been in mortgage lending for 24 years. I, I won a trip to Vegas. Uh, there was a blizzard back east. I got stuck here. So I went to go visit the company that I was working for called Consigo Finance on West Sahara. Uh, there was literally two people inside the office and I asked if I can move back and if I, if I could move here and work for them. They said, yeah, I literally went home, packed my bags and 28 days later, I moved to Las Vegas. And I've been in lending, you know, uh, for 22 years here, and uh, kind of like you know your show, you say problem solvers. That's how I looked at the high rise, you know, industry. That's kind of how we met up. You had some high rise questions, and mm -hmm. I was the guy bringing all the conventional finance in for high rise. And here we are now. So you know, thank you for having me. You know, uh, it's kind of interesting this strip because I always noticed that you were big with high rises, and I always had questions because I wanted to invest in in high rises. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't have a lot of knowledge, so it seemed like it kind of went back on you because you had information about high-rises. But tell me, so you had 22 years. You've been doing mortgages how long? 24. I started 24, back okay. in Providence, Rhode Island. So the big thing right now is like real estate in general, and, and you follow it, and I know every day you're on there, you're sharing information about the mortgages, yeah. the, the market, what's going on. So in the last, tell us a little bit like what your thoughts are. You're here 22 years. Tell us a little bit about the market with Vegas, and especially with this strip, because you know you know a lot about the high rises too. But yeah. kind of fill yeah, us in a little bit. And how it's changed since from when you first started to now. Changes, you know, you know. I would tell you when I started, when I first moved here, you know, the the medium home price was probably about one fifty. It wasn't really, you okay. know, it wasn't way up there, and it was rather low, right? And uh, we didn't have, you know, over a million people at, at that time. So as as the, the market grew dramatically, but when 
I think specifically we're asking is about the crash, right? So when the crash happened, it was actually the bubble that caused the crash. It wasn't the crash to cause the bubble, right? Like there, it wasn't. It was the the um, the bubble that caused the recession, not a recession that caused the bubble. So where we're at now is completely different. Like people are thinking that the market is going to crash, like it did when it was 2007. But we're in a completely different market. Space now, yeah. Completely, you know, and then. The thing with high rise, what we what we seen in high rise is the reason why there wasn't a lot of lending on it um, after the crash. Because if you think about it, a lot of them were being built in like 2000. They didn't get completed like Turnberry started in 2000. Second Tower started in 2002. Kind of when it got completed, Turnberry Place, not Turnberry Towers, and all those, you know, all those towers were going up. So they had some claims against them for structural defects, but also they had underfunded budgets because people that were foreclosing, mm-hmm. HOA wasn't getting paid, so it was underfunding budgets. So just working through, you know, a lot of the high-rise stuff, uh, going through a, a lot of documentation, and Via Towers being the first one in 2014, we started lending on Via Towers where that was the newest project on the strip technically, right? Their pre-sales were selling for over $1,000 per square foot. So think about it, like a 600-square-foot condo was well over 600000 right. at that time. And uh, so we came in and we established conventional financing in that building and then just started going down the strip, you know, Sky, Allure. Um, God, we even were doing at one time um, a panorama. Now panorama has a structural defect claim on it, which know that it's, it's actually going back to COVID kind of, stopped it a little bit but that's a great project people love it but there's no financing for it so we just like i said continue going all the way down the strip um one las vegas we helped them get their Fannie mae um approval for the the project we actually held a couple of million dollars on our warehouse line that way they can get the approval for for Fannie mae and then we just continue on going so so a thousand per square foot right back then yeah what are those looking like now i haven't i haven't seen them. um so you know it depends on like on the view. So if you're facing uh, right. like the Bellagio Fountain, you're probably going to get eight fifty, okay. nine hundred dollars. We just sold mine. Uh, my unit was just about seven hundred square feet, and we got six hundred thousand for it. So we got pretty good numbers on it. They're very expensive in regards to Veer. Yeah, I mean it's one of the highest ones, right? Yeah, and so my I'm, I was in the middle of the building, you got unit eighteen oh one. You know, facing. Um, uh, the Bellagio fountain, but you couldn't see in the fountain, but you could see the fountain from the top. But you, you saw you had the the pool uh, marquee, mm-hmm. but you had that view, the Eiffel Tower, the wheel. Like you just, I saw so much, and, and like, remember when the shooting in France happened? The tower went, the tower went dim. Just to see right. part of all they that. They did do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, but like being there, and every night was coming home, and you walk in that the apartment, it was serene like it's a just, beautiful view yeah it was kind of crazy on the strip but like not in there it was just it was a calmness right and that's why i loved high rise because you're up and you know your backyard is not you know the a brick wall it's the beautiful skyline of las vegas i mean we have a beautiful skyline speaking of um the paris the tower doing that when COVID happened well i'm sorry when the shooting happened back in october mm. they did hashtag vegas strong and then when COVID happened um Palace Station had hashtag Vegas Stronger. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, for some reason, I I love how we're involved that way. And when things happen like that, the Vegas community does really get together. Yeah, I mean, 1 October was traumatic, yeah. right, for yeah. everyone. And 
you know, we actually had a, a one of our clients was actually shot, and it was oh wow, it was really hard to, to go through because, you know, like did he make it or no? She passed away. Her name was Nessa Tonks. She was one of the victims in uh, that day, and wow. uh, we were, you know, and unfortunately, like it was a tough conversation I had with, with her father, right? Because she was in the middle of the transaction, everything signed, and we talked to the dad, and we just canceled it all out. And wow. we, but it was to know how, that. How old was she? Uh, God, she was in her like late forties at the time. Okay. Right, but uh, again, it was you know we we lived through a lot being here. Right. It's interesting you say that because you remind me of a friend in New York City when when I, for nine eleven he sold his Porsche to somebody and then he got a phone call after nine eleven. I guess they couldn't find the key or something, and they got a phone call saying, hey, the guy you sold the car, you know, he basically didn't make it from 9-11. They were looking for paperwork or a key. Yeah. Um, you just made me think of that in general. No, it's definitely crazy times in general. Yeah. Uh, so in regards to Veer and the other places, you know, I, I'm laughing because I always remember messaging you saying, like, what's the story with Veer? What's the story with this property? Like, what can, you know, because I always feel there's different strategies. And back in the day, I used to be a little bit upset because there were people that when the foreclosures were happening, they were buying, like, another home the same exact floor model, and they would just like foreclose on the other one, go buy the second one, which is the same floor plan, move everything in as if it existed, and they saved like $300,000. And at the time, I don't even think I had a home myself. I'm like, how are these people doing it? Like, yeah. And people had strategies, whether, whether they were totally kosher or not, that's a different story, because a lot of people did some different stuff where they got divorces and they moved in. I'm probably, you probably heard all yeah. this stuff. But I was always looking for different strategies, and I, and I did, you know, there was one deal back in the day before I started like investing, it was called Home Steps. Yeah, this was before Home Path. Do you remember hearing yeah. Home Steps? It was like a Bank of America, right? And there was you could do five percent down, and then that program did not exist. I was talking to some people, and they said Home Path, which was another mortgage program for foreclosures. But I was always waiting to someone tell me some type of unusual strategy, like what they call owner will carry or seller financing, something like that. So that's why I used to always try to pick your brain. But I wanted to meet with you, but it just it was so expensive. A lot of these high rises. And I know there's also condo hotels where I was looking for financing as well. But that's been always been hard, right? The condo hotels like Palms? Yeah, so so price per square footage, they're probably the cheapest. So like MGM Signature had 167 sales last year, but the average price was like 230 So people that are buying them for investments, they're good in, uh, investment strategies, but they're not really good investments if you don't buy a two-bedroom because people that are coming here... They could stay in a hotel room or get Airbnb than it is to rent like a studio or one bedroom. But like my clients that buy the like Palms or buy um, Signature, when they buy a two bedroom, they make money. They're really money makers because people with larger families or, you know, like a party coming into town, you could fit more people. So basically a studio and a one bedroom is not good. Um, Normally two bedroom kind of helps. I think think for a return on your money, I I don't think those... I've never seen a studio make anyone money, personally. You know, I did some... Signature's nice, actually. I stayed there once before. Yeah. They're nice. I didn't know that they had those. Well, uh, Westgate, is all, all the casinos, they all have those high-rises that are for sale? Or what do they call them? Timeshares? Oh, yeah. That like, people buy? <coughs> yeah, so so um, so MGM Signature is actually Condotel. So you can own it in the like hotel. They'll rent it out for you if you want to like, get into the, the condo pool. Or you can do it yourself you can get a long-term renter to stay there and they can rent the unit from you mm-hmm. but it's different than timeshare but i'm always told that the condo hotel program doesn't really like make money like 
there's so many fees that it just doesn't pay out. I mean, I've looked at. Yeah. Um, I've mm-hmm. I've always loved the Palms Place for some reason, modern contemporary look. Yeah. I always felt like living there in general, and I know the studios were like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but it doesn't seem like it's a money maker. It seems like you're lucky just to make to break even, and then you have to do a lot of work if you're doing yeah. whether it's Airbnb or that pool program. Yeah. You agree Sp- or specifically the the Palms um, is really the ones that the studio and one bedrooms they don't make sense. They don't cash flow personally and. The clients that I have who buys in Palms, his name is Bouchon, and, and he makes really good money on the two bedrooms. Even during COVID, he was doing pretty well. So, but I just know that, like, unfortunately, the for the money that you want to get for the unit, you so the Palms has a couple of different HOAs. Back then, when it was owned by stations, you had to send emails to um, in a in a in a circle at Stations Casino, and then. You had to get them someone to respond to you to get a budget. But the problem was there's like two different HOAs in Palms as well as property management. So it is very difficult for that property. It was really difficult to make money because there are a lot of fees associated with it. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, dude. Okay. So um, <clears throat> that's nice to know about all the high rises. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's this one program that I looked into. It's uh, NACA. Do you know yeah. what NACA is? Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's a great program? I think it's. I think the program is a great program. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, I did a little research on it, but I never really met. Was it, you don't really see that often. Like it's, some people know about it, but it's not a big thing for first time like home buyers, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's it's a it helps it helps you know people get into homes right. They're low down payment, low income. You know they they people that qualify for it. It's, I think it's look. I think being a homeowner is 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 one of the best things that you can do to grow your wealth. I mean, right now, mm-hmm. the, there's, you know, people are not talking about this, but there's record-breaking equity right now. Like, when there's like 89 million homes, right? And out of 89 million homes, like, less than zero point, less than point, less than zero, 0.2% are in foreclosure. You're talking about like 187,000 homes. Which like, is nothing. We're in record-breaking equity. There's like billions of dollars in equity. People are protecting their equity. So, you know, people, if they get a roommate or whatever they're doing, like if they, if, if your house, if you're underwater, you're losing, you, you're losing your job, you know, you can sell your house. You have, most houses have equity. There's very little houses that are underwater. No, it's a different time in general with that. Quick question in regards to NACA. Are you familiar with that program? Because that could help a lot more of the yeah. first-time people. So NACA is its own entity. There, it's it's a it's a state program. I uh, mm-hmm. I believe it's nothing that we offer. It's nothing mm-hmm. that would be offered through. Um, they're their own arm with uh, the stuff that they do. But I've heard nothing but great things about the program. Is it specifically with one bank? Like like HomePath was only with Bank of America or something like that. Um, I'm 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 really yeah, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. But like so, HomePath wasn't wasn't Bank of America. So HomePath. Was uh, was Wells Fannie Fargo. Mae? And it was it was all it was Fannie Mae. It was Fannie Mae owned homes, so and then Home Ready was like Freddie Mac. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Fannie Mae. So what happened was HomePad started with foreclosures. What happened? They foreclosed. They take back a, a property that was owned by Fannie Mae, and then you could just do another Fannie Mae loan on it and put as little as like three percent down because the loan was already with Fannie Mae. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to keep that they you know kept the property because don't forget like they gave you the property at at the current market value. But they still, they 
again, when the property grew, they didn't want to lose the property, you know, so they created, you know, home, home path and then home steps and home ready. There was so many programs at that time. Mm-hmm. It really helped people get into homes, but also help people stay in homes. I went to a workshop once for NACA. Um, I think it's a great program as well. They're very specific, though. You know, you do have to follow certain um, steps. Um, they're very, they're pretty strict about it. I would say, kind of like a Section Eight. You know, you'd have to follow all the steps. You can't have uh, anybody living in the home if they're not on the lease yeah. or on the, you know, um, on the application. But what else? I think you also to be a part of NACA, you have to volunteer. It's a it's kind of that kind of program. Once a year, I think the fees are really low. It's like $25, $35 a year. What else? Um, I mean, it, was the couple, is- it was a couple years ago, but I like it too. A lot of low, you know, just to help low-income yeah. people. Low interest rate. Low interest rate. Like, I think the lowest one was like 1.5. You have people going up there telling their testimonials and stories and... I wonder how it is now with that rate, because it's funny. That's the one program I never really... I knew, I knew it was for... It was more for first time and for helping people basically get home ownership. But like a lot of people didn't know about it. If you call places, and I remember there was a workshop or seminar I went to, there was some booth. I used to want to find out as much programs as possible so I could also let people know about it in general. So I think it's one program we need to look into a little bit as well to Even like let people know. Even being on welfare or you know SNAP, having Medicaid, you can still it's still attainable. Like you can still buy a home, and that's what they try to encourage, and that's what they want to get the message. A lot of realtors would about. would push some of their their clients that way too. You know, I mean, it's it's. I heard nothing but great stuff about uh, NACA. I believe if, if again, you can create a homeowner versus a renter, and NACA had a great program. No matter for where it. you're at, yeah. Yeah, these, but it was it was it stands for something. I think it was a Nevada specific program, though. I don't remember. I did have a question though, real quick. Um, when you talked about the uh, economy crashing in 2008, you, you there was another term that you had used. I totally forgot what it was. Well, we had a bubble. It was a bubble. There you go. Bubble and what? So we had the bubble and then we had the recession. Recession. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, there's two different things. The people who pretty much a lot of people that went into foreclosure because they couldn't afford their homes anymore. That's because they got into not a fixed rate, but uh, what was was the opposite Uh, of that? The adjustable rate. Okay. I think that's something that you need to talk about and that people should know, really. Well, the... (laughs) The myth is the adjustable rate mortgage actually helped a lot of people. So the the, the so think so the adjustable rate mortgage is based off you have an index which at that time was LIBOR, right? So if LIBOR and then you had a margin. So let's say the index is three and a half percent and the margin is is three. That means that your interest rate would be six and a half percent. But if it goes up, then it goes up. But what happened when the market crashes, it went down to zero. So that people that had the 3.2% mm-hmm. margin, their interest rate was 3.2 because there was no LIBOR. It was at zero. So people that were literally had a five or a 10 year adjustable, when they adjusted, they adjusted down. Really? Yeah, they adjusted down. So that's really- That's the myth though. You said it's a myth. Well, I think because most people think that adjustable rate mortgages was the bad thing. and The bad thing, yeah. And it really wasn't. Like the negative okay. amortization loans, like, so you had a pick a pay, right? So you can go, you can do the 30-year payment, you can do the 15-year payment, you can do the interest-only payment, or you can do, uh, and there was one more payment. It was, it was a horrible loan, but people were selling them because they paid the most amount of money to the lender. We didn't do, I didn't do many of those at all. 
So the only time we would do like that type of loan or a reverse mortgage is if the literally the buyer knows exactly what they're getting into, right? Mm -hmm. They bring the uh, the program up. So that's something that you would tell a buyer to go with the adjusted rate and not the fixed rate. Um, well, yeah, because at, because at, at at the time, like the adjustable rate mortgage was. But that's at the time, like today. Um, so full chance, so I just bought a two million dollar condo in Turnberry in two point one, and and I'm on an adjustable rate. I'm at a four and a half percent. I mean, I did a five year adjustable on my own self. So mm -hmm. I would, yeah. It, it depends on every. I think what it comes down to it depends upon everyone's situation. The problem is most people think you're gonna live in a home for thirty years, but the truth is every five years, seven years, people eventually you're gonna wind up changing homes. I thought the home, I, my first home that I bought, you know, I thought I was gonna be there for thirty years. <laughs> Meanwhile, many homes later, you know, I'm not in that home. So I think everyone's situation is different financially. Yeah. Also depends upon the times, the economic situation. I remember the pick and pay. You know, when you speak about it to the average person, most people don't understand. And yeah. I'll just, I'll kind of make it real um, simple. Every month when you got your mortgage statement, you could pick which payment you want to make. So you could literally check off, I'm going to do the interest only, or I'm going to do a five-year or a 10-year. Like you could pick, a lot of people don't even understand what that was at the time. But if you had equity, if the home went up, it didn't make a difference because you could you could have fifty grand or hundred grand in equity. But it depends when you sold. If you stayed in it for a long term, long time, well, even today, yeah. the market's still up right now. So you'd still probably still be okay. But you just don't know what the market. So it depends if you're holding it for short term, long term. So everyone's in a different situation. But again, mm -hmm. pick a peg, which I laugh because I remember that. That's does what they does, call that, does yeah. that even exist today? No. Uh, no. So the, this, the Nevada is pretty cool in some ways because you have to. They put Nevada revised statute says you have to have the ability to repay um, a mortgage. You don't just do a loan for someone if they don't have the ability to repay. But you know, um, really, I think what the bad thing with the market at the time wasn't really the adjustable rate mortgages. It was like the hundred percent financing, no income, no assets. So that was called state is dated. Tell me how much you make. That's what we're gonna put on the application. The 580 FICO scores, mm -hmm. you know, the not having a job or, you know, someone coming in and, and buying five houses that have no down payment. Like that really was the stuff. You don't have that now. It's completely different market, right? Because anyone who comes in the door now, you need the W-2s, tax returns, right. you know, paycheck. and You want to make sure that you're going to pay your Yeah, they qualify. So mm -hmm. we're in a different market, a truly different market from where we were. I think I think we learn as we go through, like, in, in what I've seen in the last 20 years, we've learned in real estate. We learn what didn't work and what does work, and then we just roll out programs that work. Right. The bottom line is if, if someone's interested, like, with the mortgage situation, they can get with you and sit down and go over whether it's, even though we're talking about high rises and single family homes, but everyone's in a different situation. Yeah. And then if, if there's certain programs like NACA that you don't deal with, I'm sure you have other people that you could refer to as well, right? Refer to, yeah. Well, NACA has its own it's, separate You have entity. to deal with them directly, Yeah, it's right? them. They it's don't, a program. Yeah, so the way, realtors refer their buyers to, to NACA. So it's called Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, which is NACA. So we should look a little bit more into that so we could actually have it on the problemsolver.vegas um, for people that want that. Um, because that, that helps. So... All right, so just tell us real quickly, um, real quickly, where do you think we're at right now in regards to the market? I think that's the biggest thing. Like people are thinking, like, should I sell? Should I buy? Inflation? Right. What's going that's on? That's the big question. What, what's right your now. opinion right now in today's market? I think it's definitely turning to be a, a buyer's market. I think right now, like three months ago, you had to have you had to come in with ten thousand dollars over. over. Right now, you, you you're getting ten thousand dollars. You're writing contracts and getting money. Right now, a lot of agents are. 
So I think the interest rates are what scares people. The word interest rates are high. But before the pandemic, right, in February of 2020, rates were at like 5.2%. No one really remembers that because short-term memory rates have been at 25 3% throughout the last couple of years. They went up. Now they're around 575 So what realtors are asking in contracts is they're asking, hey, pay 1% towards interest rate. And realistically, that's just closing costs. So you can apply 1% to closing costs or we can buy it on the interest rate. It's the same. So basically, so you would say, again, everyone's situation is different that they should get with you to figure out rate and then buying down the rate. Like, so basically, would you say to, people should hold on? Should they buy? Like, what's your take? I think it's a buyer's market. A buyer's I market. think it's a buyer's yeah. market. I think even I think if the rate's it, higher. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. So think about it. So if you, if someone, if you're going to get, you know, 5,000 in cost, but your payment is literally $50 different now than it was six months ago. Do the math. I mean, okay. you're Just talking about out, right? well, over, over five years, you're still going to come out ahead okay. and you own the property. So Instead of paying rent, I think about rent's not tax deductible. You can't write your, your rent off, but you get the you still get to write off your mortgage interest. You get that mortgage statement at the end of the at the mortgage interest statement at the end of the year. You give it to your CPA. You write the interest off. You can't do that when you own when you rent someone else's property. Okay. The only one they can do it is the landlord. He gets that right if he, if if they have a mortgage. But the biggest asset they have is the, the the depreciation that they claim on it. Depreciation is the the best thing in taxes because you don't you save money. Yeah. I mean, the truth of the matter is, anyone that's really renting is technically taking the money and putting it into a garbage can. And rents every are month. rents are so high right now too. So like no like uh, a, a two bedroom on Flamingo and Jones is bringing like twenty five hundred bucks. I've been here for four years. I moved into a three-bedroom, but it also has a loft area and an office space um, and a garage. Oh, let's say uh, I was thinking about relocating just to downsize because it's really just me and my daughter. Now I have a dog. Um, but um, just looking into the apartments, it would have costed the same. And yeah. I would be without the garage, the backyard for my dog, everything else. It's crazy. Like high, like 1600s, 1700s, 1800s. Like it's, it's a lot. Yeah, so a lot of the for one bed for a one bedroom, okay, and that's if you find a good place, two bedrooms. Expensive. I mean, expensive. super expensive. But you know what? Like, so Blackstone, what they're doing now. So some real estate companies are actually pushing this, which I think is a is a good idea, right? So if you find a property four hundred thousand and under, Blackstone will buy it, but you have to qualify for their rental program. So you have to qualify, black, you get qualified to buy a property, but telling they're going to buy it, you're going to pay them, and then you can buy it from them in a year. That's, what is it called? I heard the program. I, I just, I just Ameri found this. It's, it's, um, you, you sell, rebuy, and sell? So it's Wait, so, sell? <laughs> basically, the hedge fund company is buying a house that you could rent yeah. so you can qualify a year from now. Yeah. I think it's called like America Choice America. I, I literally just... It's a new program. I heard about this maybe like th three, four days ago. Like you basically can pick a home that you want to buy, but you rent it for the first year and they kind of qualify you and eventually you could buy it. So there's a great agent out there named Juan Martinez with Century 21. And he has, and he's always, I feel like he's like one of the most cutting edge people, great mm -hmm. in the Hispanic market, just a great guy, great mentor, great following. And uh, his agents are, are, are pushing that. And so Oops, yeah. for a realtor, a realtor gets their full commission. So if a realtor sells it, they get their 12000 right? They make their 3%. So for an agent, if they have a renter and they convert them into going with uh, with Blackstone, the agent still gets paid their full 
commission versus getting 300 to put someone in a rental. So I, I thought it was a genius program, but I also think that Juan, he pushes the right stuff to really help you know, create homeowners and also create wealth in his realtors. And you guys, that's not your program. Do you have a specific program? No, that's no. So that's like a okay. hedge fund. That's like a huge. That's like a huge fund. That's the fund that owns like all MGMs right now. Like they bought gotcha. the MGM properties. And we're gonna come back to talking about real estate and then talk, moving into your um, movement fitness and the programs that you're doing for yeah. nonprofit for helping people. What I want to do is we're gonna put on. Um, so it's PETA, which is People for Ethical Treatment for Animals. The reason why I want I'm gonna have Courtney, who basically Courtney uh, Penley, who is a coordinator for PETA. I wanted her to come on because recently in Las Vegas, um, I'm not sure if you heard, there was um, some crazy guy, he looks like a young kid, shooting horses in Las Vegas by Red Rock. And I think he's killed four horses. I believe it's the same guy. There is a reward out there for $5,000 to, um, I think it's the for the arrest of this particular guy. So I don't know the whole story, but it's over one of those um, horse ranches when you go to Red Rock. And so I wanted to bring her on just to see what was going on. And so um, do we have Courtney on now? Hey, Courtney. We, you can look at the screen. Here's Courtney. Hi, Courtney. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I love your background. I feel like that's a total, uh, is it a make-believe background or is that your real yeah, background? Yeah, like where you Oh, at? this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you? Thanks I for joining us. House. I say that again? Thanks for joining us. And I was just saying it's a beautiful background. Yeah, thank you so much. Do you want to play us a quick song? I see you got the, <laughs> you got a guitar there. Yeah, no, again, it's a, I'm a make-believe guitar player. Okay, I like that. But it's a real background. Everyone's always making believe. Yeah. <laughs> Tell yeah. us what's going on with the um, So anyway, this is the first time that we're speaking But the Problem Solver Show is about solving problems And helping people in Las Vegas, the community And also nationwide But I know we have this horse situation Where there's out there, you know, crazy guy shooting horses Tell us a little bit about the story And then what you guys are doing at Peter with the reward Yeah, so there's um, a guy We presume he's the same person That's killed all four of these horses That's killed horses at short range By gun in I believe January, March, June, and July. And right now we are offering a $5,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of this person who killed these horses. Uh, we believe that he's he's uh, developed a pattern here. And so chances are he could hurt another animal or even a person. And right now he is armed and dangerous and a threat to the community. So we're hoping that somebody can help us uh, find him. How did you guys get involved in it? And you, what, what state are you in? I'm right now in Los Angeles, California, uh, but PETA, we search the, the news all the time to find any kind of animal abuse cases. We also run a 24-hour emergency hotline, so we get tips from people all the time about what's going on all over the nation and the world, and we saw this in the local news in Vegas. I Do you have any more information on this guy? No, I was checking the news and there's no more updates that have been made available to the public right now, but we're hoping that somebody in the area does know something and that we can incentivize them with the money. So if anybody knows anything, please contact the authorities immediately to let them know because any tidbit that you might have could be very helpful in finding him. Thank you, Courtney. So, um, you know, it's interesting because uh, one of the things that we did on our show, which is a little bit different, you beat us to the $5,000 <laughs> because we, we did a challenge where it's still going. Where it's five thousand dollars for I'm not sure if you're familiar on Lake Mead, but yes. there was a, a homicide that took place probably nineteen seventy five where there was a body located in a barrel and we did a five thousand dollar challenge if someone locates a second body in a barrel, which is a little bit different than your situation. But I happened mm -hmm. to see um and then, and what happens we did a news release and four days later someone located another body, but they, they actually started digging up in the sand, which happened to be the lake bed, um when they located a body which we believe is from nineteen fifty eight. 
um, a drowning person. So because of our news release and because of what we did in general, which was going to be a crime prevention initiative, led to this other body. Um, so it kind of went viral. So I happened to see the $5,000 reward kind of when it popped up in the news. And I was like, God, oh, it's kind of very similar. I was actually thinking, and this is kind of just to throw this out there to anybody like listening. You know, I wanted to, I, I'm always trying to come up with some creative ideas or strategies. We were talking about housing and mortgages, which is a totally different topic. But how do we really capture, you know, cat, catch this guy? Because that particular region, you know, it's a it's a place that people go to, to horseback. Um, and it's, I've actually, I've done it with my wife where we've, you know, ridden horses there. And it's a weird terrain because it's the middle of nowhere by Red Rock, you know. That's so sad. What other strategies do you think? I mean, of course, you know, you're trying to weed them out in regards to money. Um, what are the strategies? Do you, I mean, do you think that you have that you can do to? It's like crime prevention. Just yeah. Is there anything yeah. else that you think of that's yeah. that, that? I mean, because I yeah. guess my question is because of PETA, I, have you ever done anything else that's different? Like right now, it's just five thousand dollar reward. Any other ideas, strategies, something different that you guys done in the past? Incentives kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. In regards to this case, I do think that the incentive of $5,000 reward will hopefully be helpful for people because what people need to keep in mind is that if they know anything at all, did you see somebody strange at a gas station? Did you see a car parked on the side of the road? Any little tidbit that you can take and provide to the police will allow them to build a bigger case log of uh, like of clues, you know, and figure out who this person is. So it's really important that anybody that knows anything at all contact the authorities and let them know what they saw, if they saw anything suspicious in the slightest. Um, another thing that we ask people to do is if you see anything questionable at all, any abuse, you see a dog chained up outside or any kind of questionable situation at all, just contact authorities in advance so that you can stop abuse before it happens. So in order to catch this guy, we think this incentive is probably the best thing, but to stop future abuses, it's important that we catch people like this guy and that we also report even the most minor thing that we are questioning because you never know when something's going to blow up into a bigger case of abuse or even murder. Is the $5,000, is that like a standard thing that you guys normally do or very rare? We do it fairly often, actually. Uh, we find that we don't always have to incentivize people because there's just so many compassionate people out there that want to be the voice for animals and they want to make sure that they're not abused or neglected. So um, oftentimes people will come forward without any incentive, but we do this fairly often and we find that it's very effective. Yeah, and I always feel like uh, they always end up telling someone, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so whoever that person is, if anybody knows, you know, come forth. It's, it's just not okay. And then also with even just us talking about crime prevention and stuff, telling people on social media, if you see any kind of comment that's suspicious, if you see, hey, like, I'm, I'm going to do this, like, report it, just report it. And so yeah. I just saw on the news earlier, I had just sent it, um, it was about a man who actually just sent a text message and said that the recent mass shootings, uh, that um, he was going to make it look like child's play. And uh, they got the guy, they arrested him. So good there. You know, people just need to be more aware. You know, please go to authorities. If you hear any kind of, um, just any, any kind of verbiage in that way, or if you think anybody's going to hurt anyone else, shoot, whatever, just go to authorities, just report it. Let someone know so we can do something about it. Absolutely. Those so they questionable can do comments, about it. Yeah. Those questionable comments that you see on social media can lead right. to a lot. And somebody like this, who's already proven to hurt animals is very likely, right. you know, that I part. think about five times more likely to go on and abuse humans as well. So whether or not you are personally concerned about horses at a ranch, 
you should be concerned about this person being loose in your community with guns because you don't know who's next. It could be a horse. It could be a person. So we need to find them. Right. You know, one thing I want to do is since we work with a lot of um, the legal and medical community on the problem solver show was to see whether or not a law firm or a medical place wanted to double the reward match your reward to make it ten thousand dollars. Um, so I, I'm going to put that out there today that if there's any law firm or medical community that wants to match Peter's five thousand dollars to make it a ten thousand dollar reward, because the only thing that concerns me is that since it's happening like every other month, like yeah. and it's a remote location, like it's less likely. It's not like there's houses over there. I mean, this person is basically walking through the desert terrain, you know. Um, so I think it's harder. It's not like the guys in the community. But you never know. So I don't know how much the yeah. police are working on in general, but I'm going to basically put it out there for any business that wants to match Peter's 5000 to make it 10000 in general to really capture this guy before he hurts another person or another animal. I'm going to put that out there today, and then we'll see what they say to, you know, to make it a higher level. Has there any, yeah. besides the $5,000, have you ever had, that you know of, you may not know, has it ever been ten or twenty or $50,000 for any other animals? And was it specifically like for horses? Is this very rare for horses? Yeah, so uh, the the reward amount varies from case to case, okay. and it you know it's different animals each time. Like recently, we had um, an award a reward for uh, a chimpanzee named Tonka that had been reported as dead, but we had a feeling that he wasn't dead. He was being housed in a woman's property or in her basement. And um, Alan Cummings, the actor, actually doubled the, the reward. And then we ended up finding Tonka. So a year after the fact, when this woman and her husband both reported that he was dead to the courts under oath, we found Tonka and were able to release him to a sanctuary. So sometimes the reward does get really high. Um, $5,000, I think, is a really nice incentive, but I think $10,000 would be great. And if you can find somebody in the community that's willing to help with that, that would be wonderful because this should be a really big red flag. This guy's out there, he's armed, and he's proven that he's willing to kill horses at close range, and he could potentially move on to people next. Okay, well, so I appreciate your time. We'll keep in touch in general. Um, if you don't mind, send me your contact information because I think I got it from somebody else. We'll keep in touch. Let's see what we could do. Um, we'll put some things out on the problemsolver.vegas, and uh, we'll try to stir up in regards to maybe doubling the reward amount and i appreciate your time and all the good efforts and again anyone that you know if you if there's any type of abuse with animals any type of abuse you yeah, can always you call 911 which is the police for emergency which they'll connect you to animal control or regular officer can go out or 311 which is the non-emergency you also mm -hmm. can go to crime stoppers which is 385-5555 which is local you also can go to peter's website if you want and fill in anonymous and regular information as well so again thank you so much courtney for all the things that you're doing to help uh, the community here locally and now and throughout the United States. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much me. for your time, guys. Have a good one. All right, take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Very, very interesting situation. That's yeah. crazy. <clears throat> I would like to come up with something really creative to do, but I mean, there's not much. I mean, if you even I mean, you always do though. I mean, it's, like he always does. But that's why that's, I love you. But this is the tough one. I mean, I actually work with um, Protective Force Security International, which is like a security company. Yeah. But, you know, the manpower of being out there, like with binoculars, I mean, like it's really in the middle of nowhere. Especially it's 100. I mean, it's nighttime that they're doing it. But um, there's also something new, which is called gunshot recognition. It's called GSR, where they, yeah. there's actually like a video camera. And then if the gunshot goes off, it would zoom in. And they have, they have pictures of the guy. Yeah. Just yeah, by the time you get to that terrain, it's such a weird. You ever been there? Uh, yeah, I I drove through there. Okay. You actually see them when they're because they're kind of fenced behind where yeah. they can't run across the road. But uh, it's kind of like what do you call it? Yeah. Keep, you yeah. know, it's just one of those things when you see it on the news. It's like you don't want to believe it's in your own backyard because Red Rocks and own right. You know, and 
it's not like it was one. This guy is, is, is the fourth horse, and it's not okay. No, absolutely. All right, so let's, let's, let's move on. We're going to work on that on the side as a, a little bit of a hobby to, to catch the guy in general. Tell us a little bit about uh, Movement Fitness. Uh, that's, uh, that's been a passion project. You know, so I, I bought Movement Fitness during the pandemic. So June of 2020, I find this, <laughs> this gym, 25,000-square-foot facility that was going out of business, right? And uh, actually, it was the when people were supposed to shut down, uh, they didn't shut down. So what happened was the fire department went in there and pulled their business license. This was the first one. Mm-hmm. They kind of made an example during COVID of this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went in there and made a deal with the owner, and, and I, I bought it, and I just completely renovated it. You know, we I put you know fifty yards of functional turf, and then you kept it a gym though. It was a gym, and you kept it a gym. Yeah, but I I, I made it more like it's more for the community. I made it. My vision was always community. It was never like if you look at our shirt to say community, culture. That's you know. what we're all about too. So, so it was all about mental and physical health. So what we did was when we opened, we started giving free memberships to people that were lost their job, uh, or people like uh, on the strip that you know they couldn't work because they were shut down. So we we're giving them ways to help with their mental and physical health. And you think physical health and and mental health it was the biggest thing that you were hearing on the news. So we said, yeah. how do we give? So we just kept giving and giving. And uh, what happened was we actually spawned our um, cancer program. So what we we truly do, uh, our mission is, I can never cure cancer, but what I can do is give back. And how I give back is through the mental and physical health uh, side of it. So when you get released, there's no really aftercare for cancer, none, right? So. If you're not paying a PT or a private trainer, but the doctor wants you to go and eat clean and the doctors want you to stop working out. But what if you don't know how to do that? Okay. You don't know how to go or you know, if you, you, you're going through some traumatic stuff, so you just don't want to walk into the gym and start working out. So mm-hmm. what we did, we created a free program, 12 weeks, and it, pro, it doesn't matter if you come in on the, the eighth week or you come in on the, the third week, we meet you where you're at. And we're all about new, uh, nutrition. So we have a PT, we have a doctor, Phil Hess, who we don't prescribe any medication, but he's been through cancer, he knows cancer. So they ask questions, we'll answer them. And then we have a nutritionist who's his sister, who does a lot of like the nutrition plan. Mm-hmm. But what we do is, is after 12 weeks, we want them to stay on and be like a mentor to the newer people coming in. So that was always been a passion of mine, was giving back to the community that gave me so much over the last 22 years. That actually uh, makes me think, because I lost my dear friend to breast cancer uh, April 4th, just made it a year. And it's really hard. It's it's interesting because they have compromised immune systems. It's not good for them to get sick, so for them to come out at a time like this and go work out at a public gym did you ever think about anything like that or? Yeah, so, so we've had those challenges, right? So right. underlying conditions, right? The mm-hmm. underlying condition is, but so our gym is 25,000 square feet. You know, we have full-time cleaning crew and mm-hmm. we're never super busy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, we're not packed. We have around 600 members, but you know, they're not, it's not like everyone's there at, at once and there's a lot of cleaning. But we did think about that and we still wanted people to come in and and work out because yeah covid was is was real it was a trying time for everyone you know mm-hmm. but you also i don't know I, there's some statistics out, out there and to me 
the most important thing was the mental and physical health. I, I was thinking past COVID and I was thinking more about the person who's, mm -hmm. look, one of my clients had breast cancer, uh, great clients, been a client and a friend for many of years, her and her mom, and we wanted her to come in because her mom would say, her name was Elizabeth, and her mom would say, hey, like, I told her what we were doing, and she was in tears that we were doing that because Elizabeth had her breast removed. And yeah, and, I know I feel sensitive right now. I and you know, put, you know, like it's even <laughs> yeah. the how to move your arm, how yeah. to do certain things. Like so, we wanted to teach that through PT, which everything was free. Like we didn't charge anything. Like it was really to get them in that way. They knew how the muscle worked and and how we can get past it. But the most thing is after you go to the chemo, you just tie it all the time. And I firmly believe just walking right just a little bit of exercise with walking and then resistance be, uh work with bands so just you know even if you took the bands and you just pull them apart you know you're just moving we're not asking you to to lift heavy weight we're just asking you to move and that's why it was called movement fitness because you literally just have to move to get results and it's a it's a gym so anyone could go and and just get moving there work out there but this program that you have is it a second separate program is it like considered physical therapy or no it's more of a give do back. you have a dpt there or we do we have we okay, have you do. Well, we have uh we have three therapists we have massage we have okay good yeah we have three um uh, pts that are on property so we it's a big it's twenty five thousand square feet you know one whole side of the facility is like is um 50 yards of in, in, uh, indoor turf, around 13 yards where there's another additional 13 yards for a, a slam wall that's 30 feet long, seven feet high. Like we have a lot of professional athletes coming through and working out and doing their off season, a lot of college kids. But I'm most proud that we have all of our high school kids that come in there today. Like I, I see them every day I come in there and just to see what they're doing. Like we have this kid who was in there today and he was literally throwing this whole week He's been throwing with um, Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams says, hey, uh, uh, calm down with the sauce. No, we're just throwing the ball too hard. Devontae said, you know, you don't have to throw it that hard. So, and this kid is only, uh, his last name is Church, and he's only uh, a junior at Sierra Vista. And so it's just having, like, the caliber and seeing, like, these kids come in and going to, like, the state championship for football. Right now we have a lot of football, and we're in the middle of doing stuff right now with with the Metro Soccer League, and uh, we're very excited about working, you know, in partnership with the community. So, to answer the question, we are uh, a, a gym, so it's called Movement Fitness. We have regular membership, but we also have packages. We have personal trainers, but we also offer um, youth development. Okay. Right. So youth development is very. Uh, important to us so they'll come in with their trainer and we they have training uh we work with um help of southern nevada we have a job readiness program so some of the at-risk youth who come in and we roughly have around 200 to 300 hours with them and we want to teach them really like so front desk skills juice bar right so our juice bar we make just protein drinks and we have uh, is your nutritionist there on site our nutritionist is not okay. on, on site we don't i mean it, the no, I was just asking yeah. for the juice bar. <laughs> no, the, <laughs> like, the juice bar is like, so I keep it super simple. Everything I try to do is simple. We have five mm -hmm. 
great protein drinks that people love. We have BCA uh, slushies. Now you go with slushies at 7-Eleven, but we do one. You make with, it fun. With BCAs. Yeah, we yeah. have funny names for them. Mm-hmm. Right now we have uh, Peach Fuzz and uh, uh, Blue Magic, right? So it's just people, they're just really good drinks. So it's right. 110 degrees out and you have a, of course. a slushy after. And you, you, you don't feel guilty because it's got BCAs in it. Mm-hmm. BCAs. So, so it's just people from all walks of life, really. Uh, average members 38 years and, and older, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, you know, you know, we have an, an older woman named Therese. She's 88. She comes in, you know, she shakes a little bit because she has spotting in the brain and, you know, she's a little uh, older. And she says, you know, what's rewarding is she's like, this is like my second home. This is like my second family. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how, how do you, like, I've been giving money out for a long time for like, neuroblastoma or I get hit up for St. Baldrick's or I get hit up for something all the time and we always we love you know raising money and giving money I'm known for raising money really so so I think well when I opened the gym I said instead of always giving this is my give back to get back mental and physical health this is my give back this is where I donate the money look we're still not profitable it's been two years I've owned it we're still in the red like every month I put in money but I'm glad to like, I'm glad because I'm making a difference in other people's lives. Whether it's youth, or it's senior, or if it's someone that's just sick, I see the difference that we make in people's life every day. Right. And it's the at-risk youth, it's all the employees, it's the, the dance fitness classes that we have, it's the seniors that come in for that. It's, it's really, it's a passion at this point. I honestly feel like that's the best compliment you can get. Yeah. It's like your second, are they her volu- second home. Are they volunteers? Are they getting paid? Or people staff-wise? Members. So yeah, the, no. So the 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 members pay, but uh, no, that we have no volunteers. It's I pay for it. All the employees. So how many employees are there? Uh, roughly nine. Okay, nine employees, and it's it's open five days a week or seven days a week. Seven days a week. Seven days a week. Five thirty in the morning to ten at night, on Monday through Friday. So it's a big operation. Yeah, twenty five thousand. I mean, when I say I probably and I'm. I probably have the largest indoor faci- like per- like privately owned facility, mm-hmm. the most you know weights. The m- like what's the location again? Uh, Thirty seventy five East Flamingo. And where is that Flamingo? Where? So Flamingo and like McLeod. So okay. just after Easton McLeod, right there. Is you that are- how you say that? Is McLeod. it M C L E O D? McLeod, yeah. McLeod, yeah. <laughs> so you've had it for, so you've had the place for two years. I just feel like, you know, it's interesting because 25,000, I mean, it's a big operation really, right? It's yeah. not a small thing. I kind of feel like when I was w- watching on social media, like I, I knew that you had something going on. I've seen you, but I never realized, I guess, how big of a situation. I mean, even nine employees, 25,000 feet, seven days a week. Right? So how many do you go in and out because you're also working? Like, how does that work for you? So I get up roughly around 5 a.m. Um, in my office around 6. I stay in my office, do all my busy work in the morning, get it out of the way. I leave my office around three. I go to the gym from like 3.15 to around 7.30, 8 o'clock, go home. Uh, and Saturday and Sundays, I don't go to the office. I go to the gym around 10.30. And I have a routine on Saturday, so I'm crazy with like the last you know, 15 years. I get my hair cut at 8 a.m. from the same barber for always. So it's kind of our thing. Routine. <laughs> right, my you routine. sound like Dave. So and then Sundays, I'm there from 10.30 to 4 and Saturday, the same thing. So... Uh, pretty much seven days a week. So you got a lot of things going on there. It's awesome. I really commend you for what you do. Um, I feel like it's. I feel like in some regards, I mean, I feel like I know about a lot of stuff because I try to, you know, be a resource for everybody. But I definitely did not know. Like I said, I've seen you in the gym and video, but I didn't realize how big it is. Definitely like to do things in regards to help you out in regards to it. Um, 
Well, I guess we're just gonna have to figure it out in general. I was thinking as you were talking that we need to have like a problem solver, um, like a soccer. Yeah. You said you do soccer. Was it? We have. Well, we have a uh, youth. Well, we have youth. So Metro has this youth team, right? And uh, um, Lewis, the uh, officer who runs the program. Okay. He, and when you say passion about helping kids, like at-risk youth, this guy is the definition of passion with Metro, right? And uh, came in, and he wants to get his kids strengthening and conditioning. So he took these kids literally from having next to no GPA to upwards to 3.5 GPA, right? At-risk youth, right? So they bust people. They're a travel team. They, I think they, their travel budget is around like $30,000 plus a year, right? I learned all about him today, and he wants to come to movement and utilize movement as their home mm-hmm. for strength and condition. So we're working on something now, and I'm very uh, excited. I'm going to make it work. Regardless, I'm going to make it work because I want to be a community sponsor for them. Like, I don't just. It's not about bringing in money. Mm-hmm. It's about sponsoring the youth, the at-risk youth, and it, it's just, it's a great place to be. And if you can give anyone. That next, because he's literally taking kids that never thought about college and they get in the college. Yeah, I Giving them he, the idea. I believe yeah. he got 12 kids already from when he started the program three years ago, college. That is beautiful. You know, yeah. I'll sh- I'll, since you're talking about kids, I'll just share a real quick story. So I was part of the DARE program in Henderson. So I used to teach for like two, three years, the fifth graders, and I would go out to maybe at three to five schools, depending yeah. upon the year. Eventually, you get burnt out. Like teachers, I mean, I don't know how they do it. I mean, I was just teaching there, and I was exhausted at the end of the day mentally, and I was just going. But I will share with you that Metro was really big with the Dare program, helping kids all throughout town. And then eventually, because of budget wise, they got rid of the program. So in Henderson, right, they found out what Metro was doing. They said, you know, we should get rid of the program too. If Vegas Metro is not doing, like, we can stop doing this. I said, look, it's a really good program. Let's do something where it's like less than 50 percent manpower. So yeah. if we were, spe- we were doing 10 classes, let's just do five classes, right? So you have 50% more manpower to do other crime prevention stuff from yeah. the community policing unit. So I actually had this guy, his name was Retro Bill. You can look him up later, Retro Bill. And he came to town. I, I did a program. It was called Got Dreams. And at the end, I said, why don't we call the program Dreams? And it was like we tried to come up with an acronym. So at the end, I came up with like decisions, responsibilities, education. Um, I think it was what? Um, I forgot what it was. It was like assessment, motivation, self-esteem, like things like that. Mm-hmm. So we came up with a program. You know, it was five weeks long. Everyone worked together as a team in the community relations unit. We made the Dreams program. I think it's called Dream now, but it, the program still exists. But to me, it was my idea in general, even though I didn't work on every single lesson, you know. But yeah. the concept was to maintain some type of program. So in Henderson, every single fifth grader graduates from the Dream program. And I feel, you know, glad to know that people that the program still exists that fifth graders are getting something out of it. It wasn't just specifically about drugs. It was about like bullying and you know other things like that in general. So I think it's great that you have these programs. Um, I also did like the Neighborhood Watch program, but I always feel like you want to expand to the whole town. I mean, it's great. I mean, even though it's Talking hard for people. Yeah. It's hard to get people maybe to your gym if they're in Henderson further away. But I mean, you open seven days a week in general, so you, you're open to helping anybody in the community that needs a place to go yeah. or fitness, right? What is the course per year to, to join? So our year paid in full. I paid in full. It was four hundred fifty dollars, like paid in full. Uh, so our memberships, we have a month to month at forty nine ninety five month to month, or for twelve months is thirty nine ninety five, or for twenty four months is thirty four ninety five. So I, I, we're not expensive, but you know we've never dropped our prices. You know, we're looking to maintain the quality 
and not quantity. You know, we're not looking for 5,000 people to pay us $10 a month for they can have a horrible experience. We're looking for people that are, are serious and they care about their health and they want a clean, friendly environment. You know, that's really what we're about. If, if you guys taught it, like I have, like it's funny, I think your, your cousin asked you for a seven-day pass. Absolutely. If you're hearing this, we do seven-day passes. So seven-day pass is only for locals. So if you're at a gym now and you're looking for a change, we give a seven-day pass. And most of our seven-day passes that are serious, they convert to memberships because they're either at NEOs that's packed and they can't use a, a, a machine, okay. or their LVC is just, it's just too busy, right? It is, yeah. So we, we're, and we're all about the, the identity, right? Is, so we have the 10 elements of dignity on our board, and one of the elements of dignity is safety. So safety is big for us. So we have pictures of members. We know who's who, who's coming in the door, who scans in, you know, um, acceptance of identity. You know, it doesn't matter what race, yeah. color, religion, what, how you I identify. We're all humans, right? And mm -hmm. this is the place for you to come and experience your own self. So it's been, it's been amazing growth-wise, and it's been fun and rewarding and frustrating, right, because... You're never ever in the green, and it's going to be a long time before I, I am, and I'm fine with that 100%, but it's, it's rewarding when every month you have new people coming in, and they're thanking you for what we're creating for them, right? And yeah. that's been the biggest uh, reward, reward for us. Life-changing, I'm sure. So we're, yeah. for the Problem Solver Show, we're going to figure out how we can work together. We're going to come down, check it out, and see what we can do, yeah. whatever we do to promote it in general, and then we'll figure out maybe some programs or sponsoring as we go from there. Um, I wanted to go back. So I basically, I think we covered a lot of the stuff that you're doing with movement uh, fitness, which is great. Um, what are, is there anything that you want to share specifically? Like you're on the show in general, that you want to share. There's other listeners that will be out there in general. Anything, anything that you want to share in general about Vegas or what you do, or how you help people with special programs? Yeah, you know, I've traveled, and this is by far my my favorite place to be. Like I, I love Vegas. I've been here twenty something years, and it's it's a great place. You know, I you you used to hear like oh. I don't hear it as much because I don't really associate a, a much with a lot of the people I, I grew up with. But you say, oh, you live on the Strip, right? And Vegas is more than a Strip. It's just a thriving city, town. You know, I, I, you know, I, I love statistic stats, right? So only we used to be all gambling and tourism, right? Like 100%. Now we're like 60%. Like, so we're growing in, in other areas, right, where business communities, sports that want to come here, like dying to come here. You know, NBA, we, Raiders, like, it's just crazy. The Golden Knights is uh, behind you when they came, you know, the stuff that they did, the community give back. So this is probably the best place to live. I love it here. You know, I truly do. And, you know, one thing I would tell people, like, guys just like, like you guys, what you guys are doing, spreading the word and really giving back to the community, solving problems. Like, we joked before, like, not joked, but, like, when you put that out on the news about the, 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 re the reward, you know, I thought that was one of the the greatest things that that I know you probably got a little bit of blowback because I don't I know they probably don't want divers or whatever they don't want to find more whatever bodies but Lake Mead's gonna go down <laughs> low anyway and they'll You're find, find them. it no matter what. But I just thought just you just going out there and, and offering that is truly a testament of of you giving back and you truly wanting to solve problems to help this this community that you and your wife have lived in for you know for so long. Yeah, you know, it was interesting in regards to that. Like I said, I'm always trying to be creative everyone that we meet with. Like, 
even like she bringing up like NAC, and I forgot about that program. Like, you know, we need to get that out there. You know, people just don't know about it. There's so many programs that are out there. I mean, I had a guy that called me yesterday, like he's homeless. I know the guy. I'm like, did you call 201? Did you call United Way? Did you call the places? Now I know he has a little bit of a past, and I feel bad for people. I mean, like we all make mistakes, even if you committed a crime. Um, I do believe that people have second chances and third chances. As, as long as you stop committing a crime, I mean, I just feel bad that people are homeless or they tell you the story where they go into the gym and they take a shower because they're on the street and they clean their clothes in the laundry. And I feel bad. I mean, it's, it's a horrible situation. Even if you committed a crime um, in the past, it's your past. But I feel like, you know, this is your time to turn around to do some good. Um, and I just feel bad for people. So I'm, I'm always trying to preach. Even most people, I'm not sure if you know, United Way is 2 on one You can call from a cell phone or landline. Most people still don't even know about it. Yeah. Um, so we're always trying to bring different programs to light. And even if we get out one person or five people or 10 people, eventually, you know, people are going to share the message or, you know, this will always be out there as digital real estate. People can find it and go from there. And we're trying to make a difference and do different things. Like, I think I'll be able to get another person to match, you know, the $5,000 and maybe we could solve capture the guy you know in general so um it'll be interesting but I, i'm trying to be creative and different just like i was trying to look for different mortgage programs that were available back in the day you know you know i i i was thinking i would jump it up and say i would match it but i i I'd rather i'd rather match your barrel thing because i find it interesting that that what we're finding 30 years later it's just it's do you want to match the, the body in the barrel challenge? See, there I, you go. I think what I, I think what I'll do is I I would love to I, do that one. But I actually I, had a law firm that wanted to do it. Um, it just we didn't. I'm gonna match Peter. You gonna match I'll, Peter? I'll, I'll take that five thousand dollar match and I'll match Peter's five thousand to find the person who's killing the uh, the horses. Is it for movement fitness or movement mortgage? Movement fitness. No, it's from Derek it's Parent. For, from Derek. It's for me. Okay. So Derek Parent will. Yeah, it's not match. about like I don't, I don't do stuff for the recognition. I do Got stuff because I I care about my community. Okay. No, some people want to do through the business different yeah. things in general. No. So Derek Parent will match. I think he expressed enough that he doesn't care about that. Yeah. That you're all about the, the, the truth of the matter is, it's, I'll give you an example. When we did the challenge for us, like for me to know that four days later that someone located another body, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I feel very connected to this body. That body would have never been located. I feel if it wasn't for us putting. The new, we did a news release out there, right? I didn't know that there was a second body found. I I heard something, but I didn't see it. Like I wake, I'm, I'm that guy that wakes up in the morning and so while much I'm getting on. dressed, There's I put so the news much on. There's so much going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put the local news on. So Derek Parent, who is a we have to what do we say uh, about the field, I say social influencer or a local leader. Mm-hmm. You, you know, basically you are a local leader. You are helping people in general. The, yeah. So you're gonna match the five thousand dollars to I'm make at, ten thousand. I'll match the five thousand for Peter. I like it. I love it. <laughs> we got to go out and find the guy. Yeah. Engineers are like getting their guns. They're going to get ready. They're going to get their camouflage <laughs> set up and go out there in general. That okay, should be awesome. enough to go hunting. You know, I just I have a Sprinter van. We can park it across and, and wait with the binoculars. <laughs> My only thing is, you know, I keep thinking of it. I just think it's going to be a long time. Like this guy's not going to be, especially if it's on the news, because the photo's a little bit out there as well. He's very distinctive walk. You know, someone knows yeah. him. Someone has seen this guy because th- that walk is not faked. That's, that's, I don't think it's a kid. I think it's an older person. I think it's elderly. I don't think it's young. The guy? Yeah, I think it's someone older. I think Do you it's think it's something 30s. personal, like a personal vendetta against the... I think it's probably mental illness. Yeah, yeah, mental illness is real. I, I don't, you know, I don't know vendetta, you know, you know, sickness, but I don't know why someone would go shoot a wild horse, right? They're not bothering anyone. They, they, they don't do... But these are the horses that you go and you ride, right? They teach you... Yeah, yeah, they, you can go out for these, like, sunset rides. I actually did a dinner out there. It was a sunset ride with horses and they make steaks out there and it's kind of a tourist plus locals can go yeah. really nice people that I met out there in mm-hmm. general I went out one time years ago 
it's just a crazy situation. So anyway, we'll do. So this is what we'll do is we're going to do a news release that basically says from the problem solver show, we'll basically add this clip that it's a ten thousand dollar reward. We'll match the five thousand in regards to an arrest um, and conviction um, for the person that has done the shooting, and hopefully we could prevent this person from shooting another animal. Yeah. And it'll be very interesting to see what happens because now you're applying right now you're applying money, yeah. pressure to basically capture this guy. Now you're making you you were actually changing things. The problem with yours, I'm afraid it'll bankrupt me. It could probably going to cost me five million dollars <laughs> after they find. Well, it's what was not every barrel. It was just what was funny <laughs> because I got some vocals that said, "Look, if I come out there with my scuba gear and all that stuff, if I find ten bodies, I want fifty grand." And it was like a weird conversation to have. Like I didn't even know, I wasn't expecting that conversation. Yeah. And I was like, well, technically right now it's for the next, you know, how many bodies are out there? I don't really know. I, mean, yeah. I, I didn't really think that far into it. And this guy's like, I'll, I'll do it for 50 grand if I find 10 bodies. But then later on, um, I mean, people technically are out there recreational and yeah. they find something and it's a whole other story. We're, we're going to see where that goes. <laughs> um, actually today, right now, we, we have this thing called the plea for justice. Actually, if you don't mind, um, real quickly, uh, you haven't seen it, but we should actually play it today. Can you go, the engineers that are here, um, can you go to uh, www.pleafordjustice.vegas? Let's play it because Derek hasn't seen it. And I'll just share with you, this Plea for Justice, Danny Miner, who's normally the co-host, not here today, we did this thing called a Plea for Justice. Again, another bit of my crazy concept of telling the bad guy to basically come forward if he's alive, right? He could be 60, 70, 80, 90, he could be in a nursing home and stuff like that in general. So the question is, it's probably one or two different people. And we're asking for the bad guy to come forward because the police never stated Hey, if you committed this crime, please come forward. Which sounds crazy. If you committed a homicide, would you come forward, right? But now maybe it's on your conscience. You're 70 years old. You're 80 years old. Maybe you come forward. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're not alive. Maybe you don't care anymore, right? Yeah. So uh, we made this video. Today, We I, actually, my assistant's helping out. We emailed a bunch of media people, like 50 people. And then we sent out an email to 25,000 people that are local <laughs> with this video. So let's play the video. You tell me what you think. Hi, I'm Danny Miner. I was a detective in Pennsylvania for 14 years, 27 years police officer total. I'm making a plea for justice today. The victim that was found in the barrel at Lake Mead two months ago, his family needs closure. I'm talking about the suspect. I'm talking to you right now, the suspect. You know, it's been 50 years. They're saying the clothes in the barrel were from the 70s or early 80s. It's been 50 years. Please give this family closure. He now has grandkids, great-grandchildren. They've never seen him. Give them closure. They've probably been hearing this story of this missing grandfather for 50 years. Please, I'm calling for a plea for justice right now. Contact Las Vegas Metro Police and turn yourself in. Please give this family closure. That's a... <laughs> it's actually funny when you have an idea and then you see it and then we actually produce it. What are your thoughts about that? Sound crazy or? No, I think it's, it's okay to say it sounds crazy. I, no, I, I think it's amazing. I think because people want the closure. You know, people live with not knowing. And I think. What happened, yeah. Yeah, you know, some people can say, can put it behind them and other people just can't. They just, they want closure regardless. And I think that right there would, would definitely help the family who's, who's never found that loved one that's came up missing. So I, I think that's another, you know, great thing that, it's, you, that it's you guys are doing. It's definitely different. Yeah. It's definitely I mean, an interesting concept. Well, you guys can do that. You can ask for it, right? Like, you being a law like a guy in service, law enforcement, you got to mm -hmm. love, you guys love the community if you guys are doing what you're mm -hmm. doing. I mean, 
So, you know, giving back the way you guys are, the way you can do it, like, mm -hmm. through social. I'm sure Metro would like to come out and play like that, but... They I think they probably think it's crazy, too. But. That's sincere, though. That's sincere and that's honest. No, I think he did a really good job. He's very... You know, I feel bad because I wanted Danny to be here with you as well. But it he, would have uh, been three guys with the Eastern accent. Yeah, <laughs> with so, the, no, the New York, the New York. Or sorry, he's from East Pennsylvania, Coast. actually. Yeah, yeah, you know, the he's East got, Coast. He's accent. got a great personality, and even when he speaks there, he's you know, just it's really compelling in general. You, you know, can hear it. all right. So, last thing that we're gonna do is this before uh, we do the next thing. I what I want to do is because I've always you know um, questioned about the strip. I want to just go back to the strip one more time. Okay, I want to name different properties, different places, and I want you to tell me like what your thoughts are from in general, like. Uh, you could say if I if I name a property, I want you to say construction defect. You can't buy a place there; it's no good. <laughs> like real quick ones, right? So I'm okay. gonna we're gonna do like it's kind of like a trivia yeah, quiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And this is probably what I've always wanted to do with you anyway, in general. I know you tell that me sometimes. That's okay. Cool. So I feel bad because I've always messaged you, not like I've I've done any sales with you, right? To do it, I just feel bad. But now you're on the show, so it finally yeah, paid off, for, right? Yeah, we're friends. Not any of the ones that he mentioned earlier. Okay, so let's jump around. So real quick, let's start at the. Okay, so downtown just. Like, I, I want to go through all of them, but like Jewel, Newport, all these places, what are your thoughts downtown? Love them. I love uh, Newport Lofts. I think it's, you know, it's very rare when you see a property come on the market for Newport. As soon as it's on, it's off. Great place. Soho, great place. Ogden? I like Ogden. I think Ogden's nice. I think Ogden's real nice. Ogden has great financing, and they led the way for other properties to get financed. You know, one thing to share with you, you probably don't know this. No one probably knows this in this room. The shooter from Mandalay Bay, supposedly he was looking to Ogden to be the place because they have that festival down there that the yeah. shooting could have taken place downtown. I don't know what spooked him or not. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. Yeah, so it was supposed to be downtown the shooting, but something spooked him. He was inside the place or something, like checking it out. So I don't know the whole story with it, but <clears throat> Ogden was, um, I know something that was down there. Is so it haunted, yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. So, uh, okay, anything else downtown? Uh, you have uh, Soho, Newport, you know, no. It, okay, those are the so if you like downtown, not a bad investment. No, there's not much out there anyway. Nothing else is being built. Being built. No, they just don't last, right? They're just great properties. Supply people that, demand. You know, they're, yeah, they're just they're great properties. People they hold on to them. They're they're, they're nice. Okay, moving up. Um, Allure property on uh, the boulevard behind the Souvenir Shop. I think Allure is, is. I think they have great amenities, but the HOA doesn't uh, fully fund their budget, so they have a limited. So we finance Allure, but it's limited condo re review. So the difference between limited and full, I don't want to get into the big what it is, but it's just a matter of down payment. You have to put more money down because we don't look at the budget. So, But Allure has amazing amenities. It's a beautiful property. Okay, the next one would be um, Sky. I think Sky is nice too. Like Sky, they've done, uh, has great views. They've done a tremendous amount of work to the, uh, the units. Uh, I think Randy Cha has done an amazing job with being the broker. He had a bunch of units uh, uh, in there for many of years and listed. And I think some are, are, are listed now, but they kind of pulled some off the market and waited for the market to get better before they started selling them. But another great broker. There's, uh, I'm not sure if you do you know, um, uh, I always feel like I'm messing her name up, but Lisa, who did the interior design, she redid it in Sky. She lived over at Veer as well. No. Decorated. No, so actually the woman who did a lot of Veer, her name is Lola Kay, and she's doing my unit now at Turnberry. Okay. Because the other girl actually redid Sky, but she lives at Veer now. Yeah. But I'll show you a picture later. Okay, so what are your thoughts? Across from Sky, it's supposed to be All Net Arena. Is there going to be an NBA team? Is All Net Arena going to come through? I, I hope so. You know, I, I, if I had a... If I had a <laughs> If one people, one a couple of people that I would bet on in this town, it would definitely be Stephen Hill at the LVCA. Like he's, they're on team. No, they know what's going on. They're all, they're on top of it, and 
you know, just every time I listen to him him speak, and he got man of the year a couple years ago with mm-hmm. LVGEA. But uh, just to hear guys just like him speak and, I don't know, like just knowing what he's doing at the convention center, okay. I believe, he, you know, we'll have something uh, spectacular. Do you think it's a bad spot for an NBA team on that arena? You know, I, I don't know. I mean. Traffic, uh, parking. So my, it's, it's so, so funny. So you have the Fountain Blue that took up 13-story parking garage, took all the Turnberry the places, view. views, right? Tower, like. It's crazy. Tower 3 and Tower 1 and 4. Took all their views, but um, I don't think I don't know if it's big enough. You know, it's funny because I didn't think Allegiant Stadium was going to fit where it was. Like, it kind of fits perfectly, right? But scale, like, you don't think like, well, how's it going to fit there? You're thinking like, your Bally High Golf Course should have been the place for it. But when you look at where it is, like, wow, you can it fit it. You know, the most one of the most interesting things I ever heard, and it was that um, someone said about the hotels, like. What do we care about parking at Allegiant Stadium? They said, let the casinos figure it out. They're better with the logistics, right? That's not true. If you think about it, they're, they're like, let the properties figure out how to get people in and out, and it works, <laughs> right? All right, so you do think All Net Arena will go through? I, I believe that we'll have an NBA team here. I believe we, we don't know if it's there. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, like, I see that, that the property, right? But I just can't imagine the scale that would go there. And... Quite honestly, this kind of a small road. You only have it's on uh, Paradise, so Back's Paradise. You have to make something on Las Vegas Boulevard because that was where the old uh, Wild Wild was, mm-hmm. right? So just lo- lo- logistically, I don't know. Now I'm not an, an engineer, but I think it's. Too small. I see it's already graded. It, it looks like it's. You can see the property like something's ready to go up there. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if it's going to be the arena. Okay, so uh, further down, what else is down there? We got. Um, oh man, you go. So then you have, once you pass Sky, then you start coming on um, the Martin. Okay, the Martin. The Martin's a nice one, and then you have the two panoramas. Panorama. There's no finance in the panorama. So panoramas right don't finance right now because HOA defect. Uh, well, yeah, they, they're they're going through structural defects that they've actually the, they were supposed to be in court March of 2020 and it got postponed because COVID. So now it's back on the docket to go further. So we'll see once they get out of there. Is know, there financing for the Martin? There is. So okay. the Martin, that's a really desirable property. Why? Because um, the way it faces. The, the way it faces, the, the attraction, the amenities. They have really good amenities in okay. there, too. I don't know if you've seen like their gym. I've been to the gym, pool there. Pool. It's nice. Their pool's nice. It's, it's, it's really, it's, they get really nice amenities. Okay. Parking is pretty good. So you're basically at, um, what's the other one? The, um, City Center, what do you call it? Vidara, I get confused. Vidara's condos, right? No, so Vidara's mixed use. So, you know. The Vidara. Vidara. Yes. It's mixed use. So you have, you can buy units in there, but also MGM rents out the the units, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you can, I believe they do like, I I don't know, 100%, I I think they use it for some timeshare. Don't forget, you have the jockey club, the polo club that got, (laughs) they built Cosmo and everything around it. Right. I would be missing something if I didn't say that Jockey. Turnberry Place in the Sterling Club is really nice. It's a little older crowd uh, uh, in there, but the Sterling Club. Time. And then right across the street, you have the two uh, towers, uh, uh, 222 Karen and three, uh, 322 Karen, which is the towers that are mm-hmm. they're little smaller units on the inside, but they were built a little later, so they're modern. They have great amenities uh, on the inside. Um, price per square foot, they're really priced well. So, you know, some housing, some houses, you know, they're still a little high. And 
Look, when you're a single person, the last thing you need to worry about is a pool, landscaping. That's why I'm attracted to condos because I had the house and I had to pay a pool guy, something breaks. I don't want to worry about it. I want to use the pool, right? I want to use the pool, but I don't want to wash. I don't want to clean the pool. But so all the amenities and then. The, the bachelor pads for all the bachelors out there. <laughs> Some, we have to house the bachelor the, somewhere. The yeah. play of players. Yeah. It would <laughs> definitely be like, the, I'll tell you, a beautiful place would be, um, uh, used to be called the Mandarin. Why did I just draw a blink on it? The, the mm, Waldorf Astoria. Yes. Waldorf Astoria. Yes, it's just so expensive, back. right? A million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like two million for like a one bedroom. Super expensive. But, but beautiful. Yeah, a lot the of amenities. The bar is up there. The sky bar is up there, isn't it? Sky bar, the mm-hmm. tea lounge. Then you go further down the strip just a little bit and you have one Las Vegas. Very nice property. Like another one, like they have a two story gym. Great. I don't know why I'm attracted to gyms. I, I keep bringing up the gym. But they have a really nice amenities, conference room. Like they're nice too, like how it faces. So, Got it. So that's another great one. What about the um, on Flamingo and Covo? What's the, um, the Flamingo, smaller? Flamingo and Covo. Um, signature. No. Um, oh, uh, uh, Maria Antoinette. It's right on the corner no, of that's Top the old Golf. One. No, the other one that's. Um, Oh, 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 you're talking about Meridian. It's like a, it's a four-story. Across from Meridian, what's over there? Oh, Park Towers. Park, what yeah. is it called? Park Towers. No, no, it's two different. towers. Park Towers, they're super part? expensive. So the most expensive real estate for high-rise would be Waldorf. The second would be Park Towers. I was looking in Park Towers, and uh, very nice, very nice. I, but super, the amenities are amazing in uh, uh, in that building too. So you know, there's only eighty, like eighty units in each building. That's how big, like the Places. the like the average the unit. Building, I think is yeah. like the average unit. I think is like over four thousand plus square feet. The one that's next to Tuscany. Yeah, that's Park Towers. Is that Park Towers? No. Yes, yeah, Park Towers. The high rise, the two high rise, right? But it was just, no, no, the small one, right? The Tuscany, and the, on the corner there is like a gas station. Paradise. And there, it's like condo hotel. No. Oh, you're talking about Platinum. Platinum. Platinum Hotel, yeah. No, there's... No, no so again, the Apple word in that one is, is hotel, right? <laughs> so it's Platinum. You can buy units in there. Like, they sell the, the, the units. But again, it's it's really no finance, and it's hotels. I spent Fourth of July there about, like, five years ago. Great view. Yeah. I like the Platinum. All right, so last thing. Uh, we got Palm's Place, Good, Bad, Ugly, uh, studio one, I always like the one bedroom. I'm gonna in the say corner. all property is beautiful, but as far as financing, no financing. No financing. No, it's hard money or private money. But oh, you really need a two bedroom for investment. I really think the one bedroom, the corners are, units are beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful. But if you think if you're coming in, in town with your family, are you gonna stay in a one bedroom or are you gonna stay? You're gonna pay up, you know, a couple hundred dollars more and have. Got it. You know, so last one is Trump. Yeah, you know that's a that's another one like. I've been in I, I've been in the lobby. I've been in a unit, but the, uh, the issue with Trump is I cannot get a condo questionnaire. So the only way that they'll release it, like most places, if I pay for it, they'll they'll send it. But Trump, you have to go into contract, and the problem is we don't get contracts on on Trump. So uh, financing right now, I would say we we're not financing Trump right now. What we'd like to take take a stab at it. Be honest with you. Got it. Okay. I'm sorry to go so long, but it's, I was wanting to get that with you. But I think it's good for people to hear if they like the high rises, the strip, yeah. financing, no financing in general. But I'm glad I kind of got it all out in general. I think that's pretty yeah. much all of them in general. MGM signature. I guess every property is yeah. different. Financing changes, HOA con- uh, construction defects. 
I think you gotta just be careful, but I guess the key is people can call you if they... Well, what most people don't know, like Lake Las Vegas has two high-rises out there on Montalago, Mm -hmm. and they allow Airbnb. And we finance those. Are both allow Airbnb? Yeah, they so we have so we don't. People think oh because they have Airbnb or this rental is just such a mis. Like I have to talk all the time with with realtors. They think condos are, are difficult to do, and they're really not. They think if someone is renting out their units, if there's more renters you know in there that they can't get financed and. It's called single entity. If one building has is controlled by single entity, so one person owning more than twenty five percent, it deems it unlendable. What happens if they don't pay the HOA? Then you have default, and you're not paying things right. So it's not how many people are, are renting in there; it's how many people control one, you know, uh, single entity use. Uh, and then you have the project out in Summerlin, which is one. Uh, was it one 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 Summerlin? One right? Yeah, no, the one Summerlin. Uh, the real higher end one over by um, Sunset, by not Sunset. Uh, I, know, I know what you're talking. I've never been into it. Yeah, that's nice. I've been in the. I've been in there a couple of times. They're really nice, big, big units. Um, real nice. So, bottom line is, if someone wants to buy a place, you have definitely a lot of knowledge. Um, so, if they they're looking to live in a high rise or anywhere, they can get with you to find that different financing in regards to the mortgages. You're with Move, uh, Movement Mortgage. You also got Movement Fitness, where you're helping people in general. Commend you for all your efforts in regards to that. I really do appreciate. It's actually be very interesting. I'm glad that we, you know, it's funny that you that you're matching the five thousand dollars, which is great because this is live. And then what we're going to do is we're going to be filming for TV yeah. real quick, and that will come out thir- uh, Tuesday. And we're going to basically it's, it's we're basically making a history in regards yeah. to Vegas that this will always be out there. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens if they actually catch the guy if the money makes a difference. So it's kind of fun right. to. That's why I'm always looking for different strategies. Uh, I was actually contemplating at the same time whether we should do it. I feel like we've done so much yeah. that it's already like um, diluted of the things that we're doing. And yeah. I, well, you've got to like let others t- come in too. And, yeah, well, I kind of, part. I kind of feel like, yeah, I kind of feel like I, if I keep doing something, like it's just like, oh, it's a problem solver again. Like these guys keep just yeah. offering money or doing things in general. So I feel like the media may not even pick it up, but I think it's great for you coming on the show and then you matching, which is great. And then the goal is to who knows catch the guy. We're gonna have people out there like hunting for this guy <laughs> now. Yeah, um, you just never watching out. I mean, people get creative. Technology. You can Google you know, search. I mean, the, I, even I, the gunshot I, thing that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. I was you know? telling someone like, no BS. The most lethal, the most lethal weapon, I believe, is your cell phone. Mm-hmm. You, you can shoot something off and offend someone in a second, or you can take a picture in a sec. You can do so much, and 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 just grabbing this thing. You know, this causes just as much damage sometimes with reputation and, and certain things that people do on, on this. That Everything. Could, yeah, so, I mean, but uh, they'll figure out a way to apprehend them, and hope, hopefully it's soon. Hopefully we, mm-hmm. you know, the people and get justice, Peter gets justice, and the owners of those horses or you know, well, everyone out there. Well, it's a good point. I mean, the goal is this guy could also, you know, kill someone else, and uh, he's got a firearm, and sometimes with mental illness, as it gets worse, he could actually turn on another person or someone that's even out there. You know, this would be a question for you. Like, so some of the serial killers, didn't they start off with like animals? Animals, like yeah. Absolutely. They then, start with the animals. A lot of them do, yes. And then they get away with it. And, and then, pornography, actually. Yeah. So, yes, a lot of them, um, you know, interviewing them, you know, it starts with uh, <laughs> pulling hair, spanking, whatever. And then it gets more serious. If a lot of the interviews with the serial killers, specifically, you know, targeted towards women, Starts with pornography. Beja actually specializes with the serial kill division of the problem solver. <laughs> so she's like an expert in that, so we kind of leave that to her. 
All right, so here's the story. Beja, thank you so much for co-hosting. You're always amazing and sharing and Thanks. asking questions. So thank you so much. Derek, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. We'll see what's going to happen in regards to this, um, what we started here again. We kind yeah. of, we're kind of changing the things killer. up for history. And, um, the movement. The this, is, this is the movement. I think everything actually, we're doing today, is great. Today we actually have now the movement to catch yeah. the killer who's killing horses at $10,000. We did history yeah. today here on the Problem Solver Show. So thanks so much, Derek. And no, uh, that too, but even just your movement fitness. Yeah. You got a lot of things going on. Everything's, everything's moving. For the youth, yeah. for the For the, the horses, elders. for the horses now. For the community. It's so great. It changed my life too because, you know, I, I stay in shape. You know, like I have no excuses. Not you probably can lose a few pounds. No, <laughs> I can lose a few pounds. So I know you're doing awesome stuff, which is great. Right now. <laughs> All right. So um, anyway, every single week on the problems, have a great people like Derek, parent, again, movement, fitness, movement, mortgage. Um, if anyone has any type of tips, they can call Crime Stoppers in regards to the whole horse situation, in general like that. Three eight five 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 five. If you want to contact myself with the problem solver, it's seven zero two nine nine nine. 1111. You want to call the police, it's 911. Uh, there'll be a QR code for the problemsolver.vegas as well that's on the screen. That if you want to um, add our progressive app to your um, phone, anything that we can do to help solve a problem and help you, please reach out to us. Uh, we'll see you next week, Thursday at 4 30. Have a good week. Be safe. Thanks.